Mac Folklore Radio, read by Derek. Mac Tudor, June 1988. Andy Hertzfeld on Quicker Draw, by Chester Peterson Jr. Quick Draw, the imaging program used on the Macintosh, doesn't always live up to its name when used on the Macintosh 2. Incredibly fast and wonderfully crisp at one bit per pixel, it bogs down to something that could be more aptly described as slow draw at 8 bits per pixel. The normal subtle responsiveness of the Macintosh 2 suffers. Actually, in the 8 bit per pixel mode, it almost feels like you're using your Mac 2 underwater, is how Andy Hertzfeld describes the action or lack thereof. Hertzfeld is, of course, famous in Macintosh circles as the man responsible for much of the Mac's operating system and the design of the toolbox. So in late December 1987, he decided to satisfy his curiosity about the quick-draw graphics routines and how they were coded. This was really easy to do, he says. Just get the Macintosh 2 to do the graphics operation in which you're interested, and then randomly hit the interrupt button. This will interrupt it statistically in the place it's executing the most, the inner loop. What Hertzfeld discovered was that the inner loops weren't optimally coded. His initial strategy was to move all of QuickDraw into RAM. He wrote an init that moved 60k of the ROM out into RAM where he could patch it. And although there were some problems with that, Hertzfeld got it working. But as he progressed, disassembling to the bottom of the system, he saw this wasn't really necessary. The reason? Apple had the foresight to have this low-level jump table that all inner loops are bottlenecked through. All he had to do was replace addresses in the little memory jump table to take over the inner loops in a clean way. So once I saw that, I thought, hey, this could be a project worth looking into, Hertzfeld recalls. And the more I got into it, the more I was able to find ways to increase the speed of quickdraw. I ended up improving the speed of some important operations by a factor of three or so, ending up with quicker draw, or as Apple has called it in release 6.0 of the operating system, quicker graph. Something that confuses people, and which he thinks is important, is that the performance increases are anything but flat. Instead, it's a spiky curve with some things speeding up a whole lot and others not at all. The explanation is that the speedups are both case-dependent and also data-dependent. Depending on exactly what you're doing, you'll get different responses. My point is that the speedups aren't uniform, Hertzfeld points out. Apple has some of the code, such as when you say either erase rect or paint rect with black, that are already fairly well optimized. But if you take paint rect with a color that isn't black or white, then it goes to a different loop that wasn't well done. Here is where I was able to improve speed by that factor of three. Hertzfeld believes that the most important item in the graphical programmer's bag of tricks is special casing. In other words, certain instances of a particular problem are easier to handle than are other instances. So, he thinks that when speed isn't important, that a programmer should try to fold his cases to write as little code as possible to handle the entire situation. But, when speed is essential, as it is in the quick-draw routines, the opposite approach must be used. This involves picking off all the different cases and seeing if you can handle each case a little faster. A compromise Apple made on its standard graphics card was that it has to support 1, 2, 4, and 8 bits per pixel. 
a lot of the quick-draw routines were coded in such a way that they were common for four different screen formats, according to Hertzfeld. I was able to special case the 8 bits per pixel mode because that's the only one that's really important from a performance point of view. While Apple used rather slow bit field instructions, I used special cache code to take advantage of the faster addressing modes in the 60820. I also saved some registers doing that, registers that the Apple code uses just for maintaining which bits per pixel are to be used. Freeing these up for other things allowed me to go faster. Hertzfeld also took advantage of the principle of locality. He defines this as meaning, whatever you're doing, it's pretty likely you just did the same thing a short time ago. He exploited this in producing quicker draw through the use of caches. In the computationally intensive parts of quicker draw, like the arithmetic transfer modes, he put in caches that say, hey, I don't have to do all the work again because I've already figured out the answer. Hertzfeld used this technique in the instance of copying bits to two different PIX maps that have different color lookup tables, a common thing on the Macintosh 2 with digitized images. Each image might have its own color lookup table that wouldn't be identical to the one on the screen. When you do a copy bits operation, it has to do a lot of mapping, taking each pixel and looking it up in a table to find the correct pixel in a destination bitmap. Hertzfeld changed this so that long word maps are remembered, short-circuiting the memory references involved in doing the lookup. He used similar techniques in many places to gain significant speedups. You want to hit memory as little as possible, he advises. A lot of the Apple loops were doing essentially one memory reference per pixel. My routines only do one memory reference per long word. Why? Because the 68020 is capable of pulling in 32 bits just as quickly as it can pull in 8 bits. The Apple routines make it a little easier to code just accessing memory 8 bits at a time, while Hertzfeld accesses memory 32 bits at a time, spinning it around in the registers and mailing it faster. You just attempt to be as clever as possible when you're trying to code, he says. This is interesting code to write because it has an unusual sort of design criterion. With most code in normal circumstances, you're always balancing the twin trade-offs between speed and space, or as Hertzfeld puts it, trying to serve two masters while producing the nicest code possible. But the interesting thing about quicker draw is that space isn't a consideration. Hertzfeld says the system spends so much time in the quicker draw inner loops that he did everything to make them go faster. He used a different coding style that also made it a little more interesting and fun. Like, for example, I did everything possible to avoid a subroutine call in the inner loops, Hertzfeld explains. You duplicate 50 inline instructions because it's worth it in the context of the inner loop. Hertzfeld also devised another creative and interesting technique to speed up quick draw, something he calls region counting. As I was speeding up quick draw, I was just a little bit disappointed that I wasn't getting as much speed up as I would have liked when I was clipping to regions. What I then realized is that the region mask doesn't change much from scanline to scanline. This is a podcast, so I'll just have to describe this to you, but picture Mac Paint. Now grab the rectangular selection tool and draw a selection box. The first row of pixels of that selection box is new information, but every subsequent row is exactly the same until you get to the bottom. 
The other thing to notice is an 8-bit per pixel region mask is 8 times as long as it would be in 1-bit per pixel, or 8 times more likely to be homogeneous. If you pick up a long word of the region mask, it's extremely likely that it will be all ones or all zeros. Hertzfeld started special casing the region mask. He found that, normally when masking, you have to do something like a seven-instruction sequence that involves three memory references to plot a long word with a mask. But, if it turns out the mask is all zeros, you don't have to do anything because it's all going to be masked out. You don't have to hit memory at all. Just skip over it. If the mask is all ones, you can just use one store instead of having to read it back and do the coding in order to accomplish the masking. So he began special casing that way. And even though the tests cost him a little, he still won enough performance to make it worthwhile because the region mask does tend to be homogenous. The result? A 40% speed increase from special casing the region mask. Contrary to a misconception about its size, the quicker draw memory resident code is only approximately 10 kilobytes, and half of that is devoted to the arithmetic transfer modes that aren't used too often. The arithmetic transfer modes were introduced with the Macintosh 2 and are only relevant to color. Most applications don't use them yet. The quicker draw file is 27 kilobytes, but that includes logo resources. The nice colored picture that it comes up with is 12K alone. Hertzfeld accomplished his quicker draw core work in a two-week period between this last December 22nd and January 7th. Andy Hertzfeld speaking to Bookbound in 2005. Many programmers, actually, even in other parts of Apple, I think it's just a tradition to work for hackers to work late at night uh, that comes from the days when mainframes were really expensive. Uh, the time-sharing machine would just be four times faster in the evening. So you'd just stay up all night to program if you, if you wanted the best response. But I still find both late evenings and vacation times, like that very last week of the year, is uh, some of the very best times for uh, getting great code written. It then became apparent that Apple was interested in his acceleration of QuickDraw. Hertzfeld realized that if he was truly producing a speedup, then he'd also have to address the arithmetic transfer modes. A second two-week burst of work got those speedups implemented too. The bottom line? QuickerDraw involves no change in the architecture of QuickDraw. Instead, view it as implementing a high-performance tune-up of Apple's standard. Hertzfeld signed a non-exclusive contract with Apple for QuickerDraw in February, accepting less money so he could upload it to CompuServe and distribute it on his own. Apple will incorporate QuickerDraw in its next release file 6.0, due out at the end of May. Quote, Although there are a few cases that I didn't handle, I do think I'm pretty close to the optimal plotting speed of QuickDraw, Hertzfeld comments. I basically just re-implemented the inner loops so they were more efficient. There will be no need to further refine QuickerDraw for the 68030 since its instruction set is identical to the O20s. The things that will make Apple change QuickDraw next are the architectural issues, such as scalable fonts and resolution-independent display routines, basically catching up with Display Postscript, Hertzfeld thinks. He'd like to see Apple offer both an enhanced QuickDraw and Postscript so applications programmers can select their choice for both screens and printers. Quote, The Macintosh would be better off if it could have both, and I also think it would be a little less risky for Apple than to continue trying to develop on their own all the things that PostScript does so well. 
In the meantime, my Quicker Draw tune-up will make graphics production easier and faster on the Macintosh 2. Hertzfeld on Creativity Is computer programming creative? Creative in the same sense as producing a masterpiece painting or writing a bestseller? Absolutely, Hertzfeld states. There are two different types of programming creativity, though, and both are equally important in a good programmer. The first sort of creativity is involved in initially picking the right area and then the right problem on which to work. This involves thinking about what the users really need that will help them the most. Then there's the actual writing of code and choosing instructions, which can be as individualistic as any painting or writing style. Andy's interview with Bookbound has dropped off the web like so many other things, but of course I archived a copy, linked in the show notes. So where do you see Apple going next? I'm hoping they make more things for my pocket and my living room. It sure would be great to see a, a telephone or, or some kind of pocket communications or any device like we were trying to do at General Magic. That would be a nice, meaty thing for Apple to take on. I have no idea if they're actually... Actually, I do know that they, they had been developing a cell phone here and there, but they, at least thus far, have never uh, thought they got it right enough uh, yet. Thanks for tuning in. You can find more stories or join the very quiet Discord server for this podcast at www.macfolkloreradio.com.